0: get sent out with the word of the lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com good morning everyone jennifer leclair here with your senior leader of the awakening house of prayer global movement god is good all the time and we're here praying every monday wednesday and monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday at 6 a.m join us set your alarm Start liking, start sharing, reach out because we're going higher. Reach up, look up, your redemption draws nigh. Listen, I'm the founder of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We have a church in South Florida. We have a church in Birmingham. We have a church in California. We have houses of prayer all over the world and prayer hubs in the nations. Look for us, join us. If you're in South Florida, come 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m., Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 10:47 10:47 a.m., 1:30 p.m. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Our first service is broadcast online at ahop.online. I hope some of you will become web church members so you can study the life of David with me in our current session of Virtual Life Group, which is starting next week. Now, if you're listening to this in the future, you have missed that, but there's always a new study going on. God is good. The life of David is fascinating. AHOP.online get involved awakening prayer hubs. I'm looking for a thousand prayer leaders. You're going to keep hearing me say this until I get those thousand leaders. I want a 1,000 prayer leaders. That's my Holy Spirit-inspired goal, to see a 1,000 Awakening Prayer Hub leaders to rise up in the nation of the earth. I want to equip you. I want to train you. If you know how to pray, I can teach you how to lead. If you know how to lead, I can teach you how to get major momentum and see your nation and your city change. Just little by little, filling up the prayer bowls. AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Join the movement. Join, join a hub. Find a hub. We're making advances all the time in the nations of the earth. If you're a prophetic person, I want to connect with you through the Ignite Network. Did a QA and a yesterday in Ignite. I wish you guys would ask more questions. I love doing Q&As. I love doing Q&As. We did one in the Ignite Network yesterday, getting your questions answered, getting your prayers back up, helping you in spiritual warfare, dissecting your prophecies, interpreting your dreams. We're a family of prophetic people And we're growing by leaps and bounds. Get involved in that, if that sounds like something that you've been crying out for. We're here. IgniteNow.org. IgniteNow.org. Now I'm reading today. Listen, I'm reading today from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, which was my first devotional. Mornings with the Holy Spirit. Listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today I'm not reading in order. Today I'm reading from a devotion titled, Know the Season You Are In. Know the season that you are in. Know the season that you are in. And here's what I heard the Lord say. It helps to know what season you are in. For just as I told Solomon, there is a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to rejoice a time to scatter and a time to gather, a time to speak and a time to remain quiet, a time for war and a time for peace. To everything, there is a season and a time, says the Lord. I will reveal to you the times and seasons of your life if you ask me. Your part is to stay close to my heart through them all, says the Spirit of grace. Come on, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. 1 chronicles 12 32 psalm 31 verses 14 and 15 are the scripture references for today now the prayer starter come on let's rank it up let's 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 get it going your timing is perfect O oh god your seasons are purposeful please help me deter, discern the seasons i'm entering into and walking out of so that i can cooperate with your spirit Please show me your perfect timing in all things. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning. <laughs> we give you praise because our times are in your hands. Our times are in your hands. and you're the God who's always on time, you have perfect timing. So we praise you, the God of perfect timing, the God who is never late the God who sees all things, the God who knows all things, the God who works all things together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes you are that God the God who holds our times in his hand you're not trying to hold us back you're not trying to keep us away from a good thing from a God thing you are not trying to stall us or delay us that is the work of the enemy you are trying to propel us forward in the right time you are trying to move us into our destiny day by day walking by faith day by day Walking by faith, the just shall live by faith, day by day, walking with the Spirit, day by day, walking in love, day by day, walking in peace, advancing the kingdom, day by day, you are the God in whose hands our times are in. You're the God of seasons. You're the God of times. You're the God of eternity. You are eternal. You are perpetual. You are the everlasting God. And we thank you. We praise you this morning because we can trust you. We can trust you. We can trust you. You're a trustworthy God. You're not a man that you should lie or the son of man that you should repent. You're a trustworthy God. Come on. You're a trustworthy God. We thank you. that we can trust you. We are not to wonder if you're going to change your mind. We don't have to wonder if you're going to yank the blessing out of our hands as soon as we receive it. We don't have to wonder if you're going to stand up for us, if you're going to fight for us, if you're going to be there for us when we cry out, if you're going to hear us, if you're going to answer us. We don't have to wonder because you are. You just are. You are our everything. You are the great I am. And we praise you this morning for who you are, for not for what you can do. We do praise your works. We praise the works. We praise the works, but we praise the worker of the works above all. We praise the worker of the works above all, the God who did the greater works and called us to do even the greater works. Jesus, you are that God, the God of multiplication, the God of of expectation. You are watching over us with the expectation that we will fulfill our destiny. Why? Because you believe in us. We thank you, Lord, that you believe in us. Help us to believe in you. We, you believe in us. You know, you know we can do it because you put your spirit on the inside of us. You know, you know that we've got what it takes to do what we need to do because you've given it to us. You've given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. You have made us partakers of your very own nature. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that our times are in your hands. Oh, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that our times are in your hands. Oh, can you really thank him for that? We thank you, Lord, that our times are in your hands. Can you really mean that? Because the enemy wants you to get ahead of God. The enemy wants you to run too fast. The enemy wants you to, to, to disregard the caution of the Holy Spirit and get out there beyond the grace of God. The enemy wants you to just get impatient and cause you to go forward too fast. God is always with you, but he's not obligated to grace you beyond the bounds that he's called you to operate in. Father, we trust you with our times. We trust you with our times. We trust you with our seasons. We refuse to get ahead of you. Help us. Help us not to fall into the enemy's trap, the enemy's temptations, to try to get something that we want, before you want us to have it. To stop pressing for the God things before the timing of the God who gives the God things. Well, we repent for being impatient, for wanting something so bad, we're willing to cut quarters to get it. For wanting something so bad, we're willing to try to do it in our own strength. And that is why we fall, and that is why we fail, because we cannot receive the blessings of God, the promotions of God, the gifts of God through our own striving. Father, we worn ourselves out trying to do, trying to get, trying to be something that we're not, something that we're not ready for, something you may have called us to, but the timing is off. Father, help us to discern the times. Help us to discern our seasons. Help us to discern our times. Help us to discern our seasons. Help us to discern our times. Help us to discern our seasons. We don't want to lag behind you. We do not want to lag behind you. We do not want to be a people who misses the day of our visitation. We do not want to be a people who misses the time of God, the timing of God, that Kairos moment, because we're too distracted. We're too busy. We're too fleshed out. Oh, God, would you help us? We don't want to miss the Kairos time. We don't wanna miss the opportune time. We don't wanna miss that moment that we've been waiting for because we're distracted because we're not paying attention, because we're not waiting on you because we're not hearing your voice. We don't wanna miss the time. We don't wanna miss our season. We don't wanna miss our time. We don't wanna miss our season, No, we've gotta get this right, we want to advance the kingdom, and that means walking lockstep with you. That means hearing your voice and knowing your will, seeing what the Father is doing. That means waiting on you until you say go, but not hesitating when you say go, running when you say go, pressing full bore when you say go. Help us, Lord, not to be afraid of your will. Help us, Lord, not to be afraid of your will. Help us, Lord, not to be afraid of your will. There's some people listening to me right now, and you are afraid of God's will. (laughs) You're afraid of God's will because of what it's going to cost you, or the perceived cost, let me put it that way. The perceived cost. The perceived cost, what you think it's going to cost you. The Bible says to count the cost, but somehow the enemy has gotten in your head, and he's made it seem like it can't possibly be worth it to follow God. It can't possibly be worth it to stretch out a little further. Oh, you'll be a good Christian and go to church. You'll read your Bible, but it can't possibly be worth it to step out into the deep end. It can't possibly be worth it to stretch your arm out and help somebody else to lay down your life, to serve in your church. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord, not to be afraid of your will. I break the fear of God's will right now in Jesus' name. Come on, there's no condemnation in Christ, but some of you, if you'll admit it, you've let the enemy talk you out of what God was telling you to do. You've let the enemy scare you out of what God was telling you to do. Knowing full well there's a blessing on the other side of the command. God's commandments are not burdensome, but the enemy tries to make them seem burdensome. The enemy tries to make them feel burdensome. The enemy tries to make them look burdensome, but the Bible says that the commandments of God are not burdensome, they're not troublesome. Some of you have allowed the enemy to talk you right out of the blessing, because it looks more like a burden than a blessing. The burdens of God aren't even heavy when you work with him to pray them through. Jesus, would you help us today to overcome the fear of doing your will? Because the avalanche, the blessing is on the other side. Some of you are afraid of suffering. Come on, let's just deal with it. You're afraid of what you will have to suffer if you get out into the deep end. Some of you are afraid of the warfare. If the enemy come on, if the enemy sees that you're afraid of warfare, do you think that's going to stop the warfare? Well, let's just dissect this for a moment by the grace of God. So God tells you to do something, and the enemy puts a fear in you that you may experience warfare. Oh, don't join that prayer hub because you might have warfare. So the enemy convinces you not to do it. Listen, the enemy convinces you not to do something god told you to do using oh there'll be warfare if you do what god said there'll be warfare if you preach in church there'll be warfare if you take that new job there'll be warfare if you start that prayer hub there'll be warfare so the enemy gives you this vague imagination you take it hook line and sinker now he knows that you're afraid of warfare <laughs> Now he knows that you're afraid of warfare. Do you think that that is going to stop him from bringing warfare to your doorstep? No. Now that he sees you're afraid of what he can do, he's going to go in for the kill. Now that he sees that you're scared of him, he's really going to let it loose. I would rather get warfare for doing what God said than get warfare for, doing what, for not doing what he said. Fear is something the enemy can smell. Come on, I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God. You better get this. This will break you through. This will save your life. Fear is something the enemy can smell, like a dog can smell fear. The enemy knows when you're afraid. Because you draw back from what God said. He injects vain imaginations. He whispers very subtly to your soul. He sees how you behave in response to the whisper. And he discerns that you are afraid. Not because he can hear your thoughts, but because he can see your actions. Faith without works is dead. People who are operating in faith don't draw back when God says go. He hears some of your prayers. You pray out loud. He knows what you're praying for. He interjects vain imaginations, and here you are now, backing up of what you asked God to do. God starts to do what you asked him. He starts to bring that spouse. He starts to to, to position you for that promotion. But all of a sudden, you're afraid of the warfare. You're afraid of the suffering. You're afraid of the cost. And now the enemy says, aha, there's an open door. There's an open door. I'm going to wait a few weeks, a couple of months. Then I'm going to come in and really nail them. So Father, would you help us to close the door that fear opened? Would you help us to stop being so afraid of your will that we bring warfare on ourselves? I wish you would get this today. Would you help us to be obedient because there's preservation, there's protection, there's deliverance in obedience. There's There's no protection in fear. God loves you. There's protection in the fear of the Lord. There's not protection in the fear of the enemy. I said, there's protection in the fear of the Lord. There's not protection in the fear of the enemy. Those who fear the Lord, angels encamp around them. Those who fear the enemy, demons encamp around them. Do you hear what I said? There's no protection in the fear of the enemy. There's protection in the fear of the Lord. When you fear the Lord, Psalm 91 says angels encamp around those who fear the Lord. Well, who do you think encamps around those who fear the enemy? Demons. Fear attracts more warfare, not less. So, Father, we repent for being afraid to do your will. We repent for being afraid to step out and obey your leadership because we might have some warfare. How ridiculous. How utterly ridiculous our thought process was. Forgive us, Lord. How utterly ridiculous our thought process was. Forgive us, Lord. For thinking that disobeying you would somehow keep us safe. For thinking that disobeying you would somehow be the better option. For thinking somehow not following, not following the leadership of your Holy Spirit would lead us to a place we want to be. For following fear, leading being led by fear that that would somehow turn out well for us. What deception entered our soul we refuse to follow the voice of fear any longer. Because we cannot follow the voice of fear and the voice of faith, the voice of God at the same time. It's not humanly possible. We refuse to follow the voice of fear any longer. We refuse to follow even powers disguised as the voice of God any longer. Sometimes fear to your spirit, or I mean to your soul rather, sounds like wisdom. Let me just break this down. I'm pray teaching you today. Sometimes fear presents itself as wisdom. I said sometimes the enemy's fear tries to masquerade as God's wisdom. But it's not the wisdom that's from above. The Bible says, James says, the wisdom from above is pure, is first pure, then peaceable, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, The wisdom that's from the enemy is not pure. It's polluted. It's not peaceable. It's fearful. It's not easy to be intrigued with. You can't reason with fear. You ever see somebody that's afraid to do something, afraid to speak, or afraid to get in an elevator? You cannot reason with them. You can't reason with them. Well, the the elevator is safe. You can't reason with them. You can't reason because fear is not reasonable. Fear is a form of wisdom from the demonic realm. Fear, the devil's fear, presents itself as wisdom. But it's not wisdom. It's not wisdom. It's a a bondage. So, Father, we break this deception off our minds. We break the cycle of being led forth by fear. We ask your Lord because our times are in your hand to, to bring the Cairo's time back around, bring the opportunity back around. We say, this time, Lord, we will heed your voice. This time, Lord, we will hear your, your, your calling. Huh. We refuse to be afraid of warfare, seriously. We refuse to be afraid of spiritual warfare. Are you serious? We have authority over the enemy afraid of spiritual warfare when God's given us his burial armor seriously afraid to obey the will of God because the enemy might say boo when God is giving you the name above all names at which the enemy must bow when we resist him he must flee but we're going to stay outside of God's will we're going to forfeit the blessing of God we're going to open ourselves up to portals of hell Attacking our life, because we'd rather be afraid of the warfare than stand up to it. It's no different. You've seen so many shows from the 60s, probably even later than that, those classic TV shows where there's a bully, and the bully steals everybody's lunch. The bully charges an entrance fee to walk down the sidewalk. The bully throws people down. But as soon as somebody stands up to the bully, the bully never messes with them again. The devil is a big bully, Now he'll keep messing with you, but not as much when he knows you know who you are. When he knows you know who you are, the bully will still mess with you at opportune times. But if you have constant warfare, I mean, just all the time, mental warfare, won't do anything for God, you've got to ask yourself, who what God are you really serving? Are you serving the God of fear, or are you serving the God of faith? You could be saved and still Deceived by the voice of fear. So we repent God and we ask you to deliver us from fear. We face down that bully called fear. We say, We will not bow to you anymore. We're not giving you our lunch. We're not giving you our money. We're not giving you our times. We're not giving you our seasons. We're not giving you anything anymore. We're not giving you an inch because we've seen you're gonna take a mile. We're not giving you anything. We're not giving you our words, we're not giving you our thoughts, we're not giving you our actions. We're not giving you anything, we're not giving you anything, we're not giving you anything. As a matter of fact, we're gonna take back everything the devil stole. We're gonna rise up in our authority even now. We're gonna press in. We're gonna go up and recover all. We break the power of that Voice of fear over our lives once and for all in Jesus' name. Help us to discern it, God. Help us to discern it. Help us to discern it. That demonic wisdom that it presents itself as wisdom, but it's fear. Give us a sound mind, God. Give us a sound mind. Renew our minds with your word. Give us a sound mind. You've given us access to the mind of Christ. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. We're not bowing anymore. Except that we bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, this morning. That our times are in your hands. Our sins are in your hands. And we will no longer allow the enemy to dictate to us what we can do and what we can't do. We will press into your presence to hear your voice and discern the will of the Lord, redeeming the time because the days are evil. We love you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I'm not done yet. 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 Somebody share this. If you're just coming on the broadcast, you missed the first half, but we're going higher. Go ahead and press in. Go ahead and share this with as many people as you can in the next 30 seconds. Take a sip of water. Take a sip of coffee. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Come on, let's do this. Let's do this. Keep on praying. Let's do this. All right, let's go. I want some of you to to keep eternity in mind but I want you to keep in mind also that you have victory in this life. Some Christians have this mindset. I'll have victory in the sweet by and by. I'll have victory when I rule and reign with Christ in the millennial kingdom. I'll have victory someday. The reality is, victory has been ordained for you today. The truth is, victory is your portion. You are supposed to be walking in continual victory a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle that is the mandate on your life even through suffering even through trials even through pain did you know that you can still walk in victory with your head held high knowing that your redemption draweth nigh do you know that do you know that victory is your portion no matter what it looks like no matter what it sounds like listen no matter what it feels like, victory is your portion. That's your legal right. Now, that's your legal position, but that might not be your living condition. Maybe you're not really walking in victory. But the reality is we do certain things to attract, to manifest, to demonstrate, or to realize the reality of the victory Christ died to give us. There are certain things we do to position ourselves to walk in what Jesus bought for us. We have to position ourselves to walk in what Jesus bought for us. In Psalm 149.4, come on, I'm pray teaching you. Psalm 149.4 teaches us some of the precepts and concepts of a life of victory. Psalm 149.4, the New International Version says, For the Lord takes delight in his people. Aren't you glad? Listen, he crowns the humble with victory. He crowns the humble with victory. When you walk in humility, you will walk in victory. (laughs) When you walk in pride, when you walk in arrogance, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. You want to walk in victory? Walk in humility. Look, the victory belongs to you. The victory belongs to Jesus. He gave it to you. But you can't walk in victory when you're walking in pride. You will always have attacks of the enemy. God resists you. The enemy is attacking you because you've got common ground with Lucifer. Leviathan, the king of the sons of pride, The Lord takes light in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Another translation says he adorns the afflicted with victory. You can be afflicted in your body. You can be afflicted in your mind. You can be afflicted in your past. You can be afflicted in a relationship. You can be afflicted. You can be suffering. You can still walk in victory in the midst of the affliction. It's in your mind and it's in your mouth. You can wear your crown proudly. Don't put your crown in a drawer cuz you're suffering. Don't put that crown of life <laughs> in the bottom drawer somewhere. Wear it proudly in the sense of giving honor to God. The Bible says, "He'll beautify the afflicted ones. He gives victory to the humble." Listen, the NET version says he exalts the oppressed. Don't let the devil continually oppress you, shake it off. You can walk in victory over oppression. Listen, oppression will come. Spirits of oppression, spirits of witchcraft, they will come to attack you. And sometimes, let's be honest, we don't immediately notice the oppression has rested upon us. We don't immediately notice until we're half asleep, ready to quit, wishing we were dead, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm oppressed, guess what? Shake it off. When you wear your crown of victory, ah, the oppression, it can't stay. It can't stay, it's when you take off the crown. It's like part of your armor almost. It's not in the Ephesians 6 list. You've got a helmet of salvation, with that crown of victory it reminds you that Jesus bought the he bought you with his blood he crowns the meek he adorns the humble he exalts the meek so father help us today help us today help us today help us today to keep that crown on our head that crown of victory to play by the rules, the crown of righteousness that is laid up for us. And one day we'll cast that crown upon you. We're not striving for a crown that's perishable, but for a crown that's imperishable, an eternal crown. But you've crowned us with victory. So help us to walk in humility, God. Help us to keep our chin up in the face of suffering, God. Help us to shake off the oppression that tries to steal our witness. Help us, Lord, to keep the crown on as we walk by faith day by day, knowing that we've got that crown of victory, that that we're wearing a sign of royalty, that the devil is under our feet. God has a crown of victory for you. Will you please put it on? Will you please? How do I explain this better, Jesus? Will you please get a mindset of victory? That's what it boils down to. Would you please, would you please just adopt a mindset of victory? Whatever challenge you're facing. Listen, the Bible calls us more than conquerors. The Bible calls us overcomers. Well, doesn't that give you a heads up? There's going to be something you have to overcome, that there's going to have to be something that you conquer. But the Bible says you can do it. God already did it. That's why you can do it. Jesus already did it. That's why you can do it because Jesus already won. That's why you're going to win. I've read the back of the book. I know the scripture. It's a sword in the spirit. We're going to swing it. We're going to wear our crown proudly. The mindset of victory going into every battle. The mindset of overcoming going into every challenge. The mindset of winning, going into every war, that is our stance. We will not be set back. We will not be pushed down. We will not be shaken up, but we will rise up. Come on, rise up, rise up, rise up. Come on, tell yourself, rise up, rise up up you've been laying down too long rise up rise up rise up you've been back in away for too long rise up rise up rise up it's time don't let your emotions dictate to you what you're going to do today or what Oh Jesus listen to the Word of God he has victory for you Will you walk in it you have a choice there's a fork in the road I see it right now in the spirit Listen to me. There's a fork in the road. I see it right now in the spirit. And one path says victory, and the other path says compromise. <laughs> Are you going to compromise your faith with fear? Come on, we've been talking about fear all morning. Are you going to compromise your faith by looking in the rearview mirror at your past? Are you going to compromise? your? You still have faith, but it's compromised. It's not pure. It's polluted. It's co-opted. We choose the path of victory today. We choose the path of victory today because you died to give it to us. And bless God, we are not going to walk in any less than your best. Hmm. I count to three, everybody. I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna wake up all my neighbors when I count to three. Everyone, everybody, to shout victory. Ready? <laughs> I'm gonna wake up all my neighbors. One, two. Three. Victory! Come on. If you do it, do it again. Keep shouting. Go ahead and break up your neighbors. I will go on. Go ahead and break up your neighbors. You need to begin to shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Some of you, if you just go ahead and rise up and shout, if you go ahead and move your body, if you go ahead and do a little dance, if you go ahead and just sing a song, if you go ahead and get your praise on, yeah, come on, what did we talk about today? Power praise. That's the open door that you need to walk through. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? You want to sow, you can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can become a partner there. You can sow a one-time seed there. You can also use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the PO box. PO box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. We love you. We appreciate you. Text the word PROFIT to 555-888 to get on my mailing list. Text the word PROFIT to 555 to get on the mailing list or just go to JenniferLeClaire.org. God is good. There is a ton of stuff on the event bright slash events all right guys i gotta go keep that momentum for your day remember don't let the devil talk you out of what god's called you to do because of warfare i'm looking for a thousand awakening prayer hub leaders to raise up you might be one of them if you know how to pray i can teach you how to lead let's see revival in your city don't let the devil talk you out of it because of warfare that's the most ridiculous thing i hate when people say oh i i did this and i got warfare no i did this and i got victory I had opposition but I overcame the enemy tried his best shot but the Lord bought me and he equipped me and he paved the way for me let's get our mouths right amen let's get ready for the upgrade I'm on fire for this word God bless you guys I'll see you later have a great day you have gifts God expects you to use them